0: So 20 it's a party and for a party I may as well have some great people with me I'm gonna have the three homies from the band cat bite ska band cat bite all the way from Philadelphia and uh, we were supposed to do a bunch of stuff together before this COVID thing all started and uh, so we figured we should hang out anyway and uh, yeah, so Hang on, you know, hang out for the ride. But um, don't forget, if you want to support this uh, channel, there's a virtual tip jar underneath. Anything, whether it's twenty-five cents, fifty cents, a dollar, or more, uh, will make you a producer of the next episode. And uh, that's total uh, DIY style, right? Because uh, we don't put ads and stuff uh, on our shit. So uh, yeah. Um, this episode was brought to you by Darren Drouet, who has uh, been following the show, I know, uh, since the get-go. I'd like to say thank you. The producer of the show is Darren Drouet. Much love. All right. Boom! Bo, 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 Bo. Bo. Game Man don't know no yeah. uh, shit! Hey, hey! What's up? Yeah, you're, you're, You need to go the other way. A quarter, a quarter turn. There you are.
1: There we go. All
0: right, we're good. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah man. Back, yeah, there we man. go. There you yeah. go. Can may, maybe squeeze in there a little bit. There you are all there. You're all there. Hey, cheers, guys. Happy Saturday. Yo, Hello.
1: cheers. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? What is that? Truly. Uh, the Truly. Lemonade. Hard seltzer. Lemonade. I like that stuff. <laughs> so how you been
0: good how about you I've been mean, alright yesterday I was uh, hanging out with Vic from the slackers and uh, he was telling me about this show coming up and then I just realized right after I think you guys are doing the same show
1: yeah yes. we are <laughs> yeah that's uh, tomorrow that's pretty cool uh, who else is on that show uh, Barstool Preachers and Pie Tasters and then okay. uh, Boss Harmo- DJ Boss Harmony out of uh, LA. Oh wow, yeah. finally something good is going on. Everybody's <laughs> been waiting forever, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not a real show but it's, 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 it's going to be, it it's, really it's gonna right be cool as shit, yeah, for sure. Well,
0: right now, I mean, it's better than anything else going on. And in fact, that's one thing I want to talk to you guys about. Out of all the bands that I know, during COVID, you guys have to be one of the most active bands I've seen.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: that's uh goes a large part to uh, these two uh, fine human beings uh, living together, and you know when everything first hit, and you know the uh, the shelter in place, you know uh, was there for about two months. Luckily enough, because these guys are married, they were able to uh, kick out some content on a nightly basis, which I think really propelled us going forward in the initial stages of this and then once that happened we started getting creative with all right we want to do a couple covers we want to do this and then we were able to kind of individually track them in our houses and edit them together and uh yeah it's uh it's uh, it's one of the things that these guys living together and then us living close enough to each other that we were able to like put out some stuff on a
0: consistent basis yeah yeah it's
1: super cool because
0: i I was thinking about I was thinking about that. I mean like the fact that you know often people will say or maybe you've heard this or not that you know couples and bands and it's kind of weird. This is one situation where it's the best thing you guys can actually get some shit
1: done. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a blessing for there. And like it also helps that we're only a four piece as far as a ska band like yeah. you know it's and like we all just kind of know what we're doing as far as like recording and tracking and stuff. And our our bass player, Ben, who's not with us right now, he's like he knows audio engineering and stuff, so he's been able to like mix everything that we've done, so like you know we'll we'll just right. like record shit to a to a click, send it to him, I'll take care of all the all the video stuff, and then he he takes care of all the audio stuff, and then we just throw it together and
0: well, it's an interesting topic right now because like you know how kind of like the craze kind of happened and everybody started doing the multi video you know, covers and stuff on, on the internet. What's your process for that? Because I've heard people doing it different ways. Like, for instance, when, when I do it, I usually do something to a click track, send it to my drummer, he does it. Then I take off my original thing to play to the drums.
1: But what's your uh, chain of events like? Pretty much that. Yeah, like, I'll um, we'll go ahead and I'll record guitar and show record vocals on top of just, like, a click track and then we'll send that to Chris and then Chris will lay down the drums and then yeah we just go over and we'll we'll do bass next and then do guitar keys and vocals on top of everything and then uh, yeah yeah, then he just mixes it up and yeah I think it's really cool because I think a lot of people really learned that
0: you really have to play to the drums and this put it all in context that the drums really are the, you know the the foundation of this, because everybody's saying the same thing. You can't do something to a click track, but once the drums are on, you have to redo it after anyway, because you got to play to the drums. So it really nailed that cliche home, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. And it, for me, it's it's difficult because, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the songs that we were covering, we had never rehearsed. We had never we. It was just we're all right. We're go. We we're running with this idea. and We're just going to go with it. But as the drummer, it was hard because. I would get these scratch tracks from Tim and Britt, and it would just be guitar and vocals. No keys, no. But more importantly, for me, there's no bass. So I'm sitting there like, man, I don't know what the fuck I should be playing. I don't know what the bass is playing. You know what? I trust Ben enough that I'm just going to lay down what I think I should be doing, and Ben will do exactly what he needs to to make it sound right. And yeah. thankfully, it ended up working out that way. But yeah, there was like one cover in particular that, like, because it wasn't very straightforward and again we not having practice was a lot of room for interpretation so i was like at one point said that uh, i called Tim up in the middle of tracking i was like i have no fucking idea what i should be playing right now uh this could literally go in a million different directions um and like the the way that the uh the scratch guitar and the vocals where it wasn't really like filling me in what i needed to be playing so it took a couple tries before i was just like okay i think this is the direction it needs to go into and then as soon as i heard the first thing back from ben i was like no he got it perfect all right
1: we're good we're good
0: yeah, yeah. well it's yeah. funny it's yeah. weird. so weird do- doing it that way because like a lot of people aren't together so they can't like you say rehearse these songs for us it was the endings because even if i'd send him a scratch track the drummer would be like but where exactly is the ending you know what i mean or how do you want the ending because like say there's no bass player playing with them you're not all together it's a weird thing it really is but you kind of just adapt and go with it right <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and half of like what made that sort of easy for us, or how we were able to navigate that, is like I think almost all the times that we've gone into the studio, we've been I don't want to say ill prepared, but we haven't been. We had none of the things that we've none of the recordings that we've made when we went into the studio was everything fleshed out one hundred percent. So we've just adapted to sort of to this sort of me- to
3: yeah.
2: yeah, we've adapted to this mentality of like, okay, we're just gonna make it work. We're just gonna make it work no matter what. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, same thing with like the um, covers we were doing in quarantine. It's like, okay, I you know, as the drummer, I feel like this would be the natural ending, so I'm gonna end it like this. And then again, just through us having done that and us being very familiar with each
1: other and the chemistry we have in the band, we're just able to make it happen. Like, All right, this is yeah it definitely helps that we've we've all like i mean the band's been around for two years but like chris and i we've been playing together for like six oh, ben. well and ben yeah uh, ben, i've been playing with ben in my old band for like eight years and then me ben and chris have been playing together uh we, we all played with sammy k uh for a yeah, long man. time my, my
0: brother hey sammy if you're out there cheers
1: brother. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> Yeah, and then um, and then just like me and Brittany, like we've been playing stuff together for uh, you know four, five years, um, so like we all just kind of like know each other's chemistry already, and like
2: and and also yeah. like to to quote the uh, Philadelphia bas- basketball motto, we just trust the process. Like, all right, we're just <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna go into it, and I, even like yeah, even if it's not <laughs> even if it's not one hundred percent figured out. we we just trust that what uh, the end result will be exactly what we i sometimes sometimes exceeding what we were anticipating so
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) most mistakes usually are better than the original idea i'm with you on that Man, it's so good to see you guys because what a lot of people don't realize that technically we were supposed to do a whole bunch of shows together, you know, we, we had just got our visas to go play in the United States. We ended up playing two shows down there and everything got shut down. We lost our visas, you know, and all that. So it's actually really good to see you guys right now. You know, it kind of gives us hope that one day we'll be able to connect again.
1: I know. I can't wait to reschedule those dates. Like, yeah, we're we,
3: still looking forward to that. I know we
1: had, we had the weekend that we were going to come up to Canada, and then we had, like, a
2: couple days we were doing the Midwest and Muscle Plug, and we were super stoked for them, and then everything shit the bed. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brain uh, check. We'll 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 make this happen in the future
0: for sure. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. I just, you know, I, I'm an impatient motherfucker. <laughs> like, I hate <laughs> sitting around doing nothing. Like, really, man, I'm missing my boys right now, you know? <laughs> That's why I, I've kind of been doing more and more of this these days, just to be able to hang out a little bit, you know? But, uh, yeah, man, have you guys uh, – you
1: guys have played in Canada before, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we, we – yeah, the only time that we – Capa has done it was uh, Pooza uh, last year, back in 2019. Um, i played there with my old band, The Snails, a couple times. And then uh, with Sammy K, we did uh, – And then, like, us with Sammy K, we did uh, –
3: for uh, right. tour... Five
1: years, six years ago Yeah, we did a couple of shows with Slackers on the West Coast in Canada. Right on,
0: right on, man. Like yeah. as far as touring goes, you you guys have a, as a band. You you said you're together for two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are active as fuck for a band that's only been playing two years. <laughs> what? You have two <laughs> albums out. You got vinyl out, a shit ton of merch. You've already played two countries. The fuck, guys, slow down a bit. Other people gotta have a <laughs> job after this. Well, that, that is largely due
2: in part, and we couldn't give enough shout-outs and enough respect. Uh, uh, Mike from Kill Lincoln, Bad Time, he has definitely helped us do all of those things. Without him sure. and without Kill Lincoln and without the Bad Time family, we wouldn't have been able to do all that. So we're super fortunate and super thankful and grateful for everything that Mike and everybody from Bad Time has done for us. Uh, but, yeah, that's really... While we would have wanted to do those things, he was really the mover and shaker to make that happen. And
1: yeah, and also just like we we you know we've been playing in bands for a while, so we're like we we know how it goes. Like you know we've all been touring and like we we know what like when we started this band, we're like we want this to be like we want to be ambitious as hell. Like. Yeah,
3: we, we already knew we had like the goals already set. There. Hey Britt, can
1: you come a bit closer to the camera? I can't hear you very well.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying we are—we had like set in mind the goals that we wanted for this band to happen. So we—we we just
1: like we, we just like beeline for it. Yeah, it's like we we we're a band that wants to tour. We wanna like go all over the fucking world. We wanna like we're doing we're in it to win it. You know, this isn't just like a little
3: you know side little
1: side project. project or anything. Like you know, this is the first time I've only been in one band in like seven years and it's like you know all of us just like our focus is this band
0: well that's what it takes man it really does take that right because like anytime you know people realize that you're not throwing it all in you're gonna be do some cool shit, yeah. But if you really want to push and do it, you guys are doing it right, and that's what you know. Anybody out there listening's gotta really, truly believe because it, you know I, I get it. A lot of people want to do a lot of different things, spread themselves out, or you know maybe play on weekends and stuff, and you know talk about the cool shit. But if you really want to drive, man, you know you guys got it right. What, what would be
1: your favorite place to go to? Oh, Europe! Yeah, I wanna go to
3: Europe for that.
1: Yeah, Europe would be dope. We were actually we um we were in the in the works of uh we were gonna be in Japan actually. That's where that's where I wanna go. Yeah, so we, we actually had a Japan tour uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> we We're supposed yeah. to we were supposed to be there this September, but um like COVID COVID obviously, you know, put a halt to that. We we were probably about a month, two months away from announcing it. <laughs> When we had to pretty much just cancel it, so we didn't even get to announce that we were gonna do like a we we're gonna do five days on the West Coast and then fly fly over to Tokyo and do um, a week out there, and then, um, you know, we we just you know I don't wanna leave. COVID came <laughs> along right, and then you're like, all right, COVID.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I fortunately enough, I, uh, Tim and I went to Europe, and I would love to go to Europe, Scotts. It's still huge. I mean all over the world, but I've just, never been and i
3: have always particularly been in Europe.
2: Like but I know that ska is huge in Japan. I've never been there, so I would wanna go there and after that either like I know ska is also huge in Mexico yeah. or like South America somewhere like that. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. go hang out with the Lost Kung Fu monkeys down there and get crazy. Ah. I love those guys. Shout out to Lost Kung Fu, right? Boom. Yeah. We're trying to party. (laughs) Yeah, man, absolutely. I can't wait till we can get together because we're going to have some good times.
1: Oh,
3: yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You
0: guys are in Philadelphia right now, right? You're in Philadelphia right now? Yeah. How's, like, Philadelphia, actually, for for an American city, I mean, when I think of ska scenes and stuff, naturally, I kind of lean over to Boston, they got stuff going on, New York has stuff going on, then you have the West Coast style of, like, you know, reggae punk and a a bit of ska too, but it's usually, like, pretty hardcore and stuff, but now I'm learning that Philadelphia is starting to get a, a ska scene going on
1: there, right? I mean, we
0: went down and played there and had a blast.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, there's there's not really many bands uh, that are plants got here, but um, it's like we've definitely been having like great turnouts uh, and there's definitely some bands starting to pop up. Um, Yeah, like Philly's always been weird because there's just such uh, it's such a huge music city of like everything, like literally every genre. There's like, you know, there's a huge punk, there's huge hardcore metal, metal, like, like literally everything. And so, which is uh, good and bad because, you know, there's just always so much good music going on. So it's like you have to really bust your ass and promote the shit out of your show, which, and that's what we've always done. Like we, we don't play Philly a lot and that's been our goal. Like we've only played Philadelphia maybe four or five times since we've been a band, but because of doing that, like we've had great turnouts at every show and we've like, you know, give it our all as far as promotion. Yeah, and I think there's like a,
2: and this could be said across the country, but particularly in Philly, you know, you know, maybe 10 years ago, Scott, I feel like fell off uh, pretty much, you know, in a lot of places. But I feel like now in Philly, even though there's not that many bands, there are some here, but there's not like a, uh, a large number of bands playing it. I think what we're seeing now is there's a, a willingness to go to a Scott show. There's a the willingness to like entertain the idea of going to a Scott show because it's a good time. Uh, whereas before, you
3: know,
2: mm-hmm. people I, I only go to hardcore shows, or I only go to punk shows, or I only go to this, that, or whatever. Um, where I think there, there's just more of an openness now to Scott and Scott and Jason music, which a couple years ago wasn't wasn't the case. Which-
0: oh, yeah. I, I've de- I've definitely noticed the change myself too. Like I mean. And a lot more people are at ska shows but I also find like a lot of the new ska like the image and vision of it seems to have changed a lot. You know how like back in the day you'd get like you know ska bands was like kid music and kind of a little you know wimpy on the sides or whatever you know but these days I find like the ska, the ska bands coming out are sounding tough as fuck and real as shit and it seems to have brought this new like credibility thing to it and you know it's not too bubblegum, but yet fun still. But it seems to be a little harder these days, and I think people are loving it. Yeah. Hold on, there's a helicopter
2: going over there.
0: Don't tell me that's <laughs> the cops, man.
3: I'm not here. Dave's not here, man.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, like, there was, like, I'm a couple years older than Tim, so there was definitely like a thing with people that I knew were my age that so was like very much that stigma of, Oh, yeah, I used to listen to Ska in high school. And I think as younger people are then slowly, you know, uh, heading into their early, mid, late 20s, that sort of like, oh, I listened to Scott when I was in high school is not really there so much anymore. So now there's this like newfoundness of like, well, I actually didn't listen to this in high school. So what is this new thing that I haven't heard or haven't gone to this sort of show or don't really know this genre, which is helping everybody out? This is helping all, everybody like, you know, involved in the
0: Ska community out because it's,
2: it's, yeah, so cool. it's
0: so cool that you say that. It's so cool that you say that because after a show, a guy came to see our band play and right after he came up to me and said, man, I didn't even know I liked ska. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Which it, it, it's totally changed. It, it's weird because a lot. I think a lot of people got on that bandwagon of thinking one thing about ska, but then they got out and all of a sudden the word's out that, no, no, it's tough as shit and it's fucking stomping, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so I definitely, I, I found a switch in the last year and a half, two years there.
3: I feel like a lot of people have like a sort of idea, even if they've never listened to SKA, they have this like idea, and then they just like go, they just go with it without even having listened to it, but then if they end up at like, you know, at our show or at one of like these newer SKA shows, they're like, oh shit, like this isn't what I was expecting.
2: Yeah, Yeah, the biggest compliment that I I could ever got, I could ever have gotten, we could ever have gotten, and it happens often, is like, because Tim said it in a couple different interviews, but it's the truth. Like We love playing ska shows. We love playing with ska bands, but we also love playing shows that aren't ska shows. We love playing on a bill with a uh, punk band, an uh, uh, indie band, whatever. Just not a complete ska bill. And every time we do that, and it's it's like check one for like the ska community. We always have somebody, and it's the biggest comment we could ever get is, I didn't even listen to ska, I don't really like ska, but I like you guys, or I like this. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, now you're demonstrating
0: something. See, they're oh, saying that to all the ska bands. <laughs> it's the same guy. I know it. <laughs> we're on to his tricks. <laughs> but it's funny. I know what you're saying. One of my favorite tours that I did was with a band called The Brains out of Montreal as well, and they're all some of my best buddies and this kind of thing, and they're like hardcore psychobilly. I don't know if you know The Brains, but and we were a ska, you know, we're a rocking ska band, but it's still ska. And for some weird reason there wasn't a situation where one crowd didn't want to go see the other band at all in fact we brought a ska crowd they brought a psychobilly crowd and they all wanted to be there for both bands it was really weird so uh you know one of the conversations i had yesterday or the day before um with vic was one inst- interesting thing about ska is how we bring in these elements, you know. Like ska is what it is, but the cool thing about it is you can always integrate whether, you know, it, it's another flavor. Whether it's even country or, or, you know, you can always put all these different things inside the, the circle of ska. And that's what's so cool about it, to give it all these different flavors, you know. But uh, it, it's not going anywhere. Anybody that says ska sucks or it's dead, they can eat my fucking, you know. <laughs>
2: No, and that's what we saw this past year. Like, from the smallest little shows that we played to, like, the biggest shows we played, the people that are there are super stoked to be there. And it's, like, I mean, we played, you know, again, a couple smaller clubs, but then this past uh, Thanksgiving, we played Thanksgiving in New Jersey. It was uh, Goldfinger, Suicide Machines, Big D, Planet Smashers, us, Kill Lincoln, and this band, Backyard Superheroes from New Jersey. Sold out, almost 2,000 people.
3: Did you no the the lineup
2: you just mentioned, of course it's sold yeah. out. <laughs> it's like there's no way you could say Scott's dead and then have two thousand people come out for all these bands.
3: Yeah.
1: Crazy. And like we were the second band of that night, and we and there, there was like sixteen hundred people there when we played. Yeah. So like, they yeah, want the whole like show, that. I love it. Yeah. So tell me, amphetamine delay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Talk to me. Talk and what you got?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't write the lyrics, so I'll let somebody else think. Everyone. Else. <laughs> uh
3: yeah, I mean, it's it
1: it's a song I wrote. Uh, it's a lot of it's about a lot of things. Yeah. I, up first. But yeah, I originally well, I originally wrote it just like for myself, and then like then I was playing like in this punk band or like. And I was like, hey, I have this song I wrote, and like, and we started playing it. It was cool, but um, that was good. I dig it. I dig that. Yeah, but then like, it was right around the time when we were starting this band as well. And we like, I'm like, I think it could be better. I like re-recorded it as like a ska demo. I'm like, oh, this fucking rips. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, you know, we have fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the voodoo glow skulls ask george uh, about what he thinks about when i got on stage right along those lines like when you put a little powder on your head and you just go crazy no matter what you know <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it's funny you know um, the whole concept of writing songs and taking a moment it's like the other day i wrote a love song i don't do that it's not something i ever did in my history but all of a sudden i felt the need to do it two days later we broke up, you know, and then sometimes they, people, all these bands that party and stuff are are all like, you know, we're going to write these party things, but they went to rehab three days later too. You know I mean? So everybody's playing these songs that, you know, that's the cool thing about it. It kind of, you know, it's just that one moment in time, I guess, but it's a funny thing, right?
2: Oh yeah. It it serves as like a timestamp of like, like when and where and what sort of mindset you were in when you wrote it. But, but but I mean, that changes you know and you know it, very much like you're saying you know a, a lot of like you know punk bands or whatever bands write songs about you know whatever it is whether it's partying or whatever and then you know like very much like you're saying end up in you know going to rehab and now are in recovery but they can still sing those songs because it's still
3: something the that they went through and yeah
0: absolutely yeah, yeah man absolutely who does uh, most of the lyric writing for you guys
3: um, I feel like it's, it's
0: like a half and half between Tim and I. I yeah, do, I do, mostly I hurt. do a lot of
3: it. Yeah, I do a lot of it, but Tim, Tim also writes some of the lyrics, yeah. Yeah,
1: and like sometimes I'll write like a chorus and I'll be like, all right, that's all I got. You, you fill in the blanks. <laughs> um, yeah, like usually as far as like the inception of songs is usually like, uh, either I'll write some music. Without like any any vocals or anything, I'll just like I'll just like write a song based on like a riff, and I'll have like the whole arrangement, but like no no idea as far as melody or like vocals. And then I'll just be like, here, put some stuff on top of this, and then she'll go and put some stuff on top of that, <laughs> or it'll be vice versa. She'll come with some lyrics, and I'll be like, all right, let me write some. Songs
0: you guys that. are
1: beautiful. Write- You're like the Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart uh, of Scott. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Man, that, that will we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll just do that, and we'll come up with like a real basic demo of just like guitar and vocals and then like garage band drums. Mm-hmm. you know i'll I'll just like use the you know, program some drums, and then I'll send it out to Chris and Ben, and be like, this is you know a song that we're working on, and then it'll be like super, you know simple, you know, nothing crazy, just kind of like showing a simple arrangement the and then, idea of it yeah and then then we just together like
3: it all it always all comes together when once we're all together and we're like hashing shit out and like figuring we're like let's try this do it maybe you yeah. don't like it we're like well what about this idea and then that's like when we're all together it's like when it becomes like a thing
1: yeah Definitely. am i right to to uh, believe that you guys have two albums out right we have so we have one album and then we just put out a split which has two songs, but they're both covers. And then uh when we very first started we recorded three demos, which was two covers and an original. So, oh, okay. yeah, we, so one full one full length and then two little guys. But we're we're actually gonna be recording our second records coming up in September. Nice.
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd like that's why I made the you know I was asking about amphetamine delight because uh, I think we we're driving back from the states last time and I th- I threw it on you know, and the guys are like man it's cool and can't wait to hang out you know, but uh, <laughs> it, it will happen. I'm still gonna get ya.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you guys put on the party lights in the back. Yeah. Yeah, we're you know we're we're out
3: in our set
1: the moon Out in our back porch, I guess it's getting a little dark, so. <laughs> To keep it lit, yeah. Keep it lit. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it today? It, it's
0: Saturday, that's right. Um, Friday, you guys, pardon me, Friday, right, Saturday, literal, right? That's no, Friday,
3: yeah, it's
0: Friday,
2: no, it's Saturday. Oh, Saturday, yeah, yeah, it's, Saturday. it's always um, Saturday. Geez, we you guys
0: have time records. And you were talking about uh, Kill Lincoln and the help that they're doing. When did you guys hook up with them? Has it been a while or is this a brand new, uh, you know, like another step for you guys?
1: Um, so I've, I've known Mike and Kill Lincoln for maybe like six or seven, eight years. Uh, my old band, The Snails, we were uh, real tight with them and played a bunch of shows over the years. Cause you know, they were originally from like DC and then we we're, were from Philly and we, you know, played a bunch of shows and got like to know Mike. Uh, we actually played at his like wedding after party, which is awesome. And then, um, so we record, like we started the band and we just like put out those three demos and like almost exactly two years ago. And right when we did, uh, we were like kind of in the talks, like as the band, we like, you know, what sh- what should we do? Should we? just like try and write an ep and then like you know shop it out we're just like we had no idea what we were gonna do as far as like starting and then like a day after we had that conversation mike hit me up he's like hey man so i just i saw i absolutely love what you're doing with this new band catbite let me just fill you in i'm actually in the process of starting this new brand brand new uh record label i'm like oh that's awesome he's like yeah we're going to be putting out, uh, we're the union and then, uh, re putting uh kill Lincoln on vinyl. And I would love to have you guys, you know, put out or uh, put out an EP with my new label. And then we just, that kind of just kept getting delayed until it got to the point where like, Hey, do you want to just do a full length? And then, yeah, we were, we were the third band third release for, um, for bad time records. And ever since then it's just, just been like helping us out so much like he's such a knowledgeable dude like he's been playing forever he's such a great dude he knows what he's doing he's kind of like he he like right off the bat He's told me he's modeling this record label based on like age man records like just like super diy but like focused on like the band it's not a money grab it's like putting bands out and then like helping them grow i was like oh this is it's amazing yeah like you know i didn't really expect it to be him to be this amazing but like just like the whole step the way like anything we like need help with I like hit up Mike and he's just like always got great ideas and we're just like bouncing ideas off of each other um and then I mean the label has just, just grown so much in the past two years yeah that's it i I think really like
0: a a band like in your situation where you've already had some experience you've played in bands before and you know that you want to give it your all and start working right away and stuff i think in those types of situations i mean it really does take a bit of a team and, and and a push because like if not you know people get burnt out if you're doing all the booking if you're doing all the song if you're doing it all you start getting burnt out i've seen that so many times with bands i've been guilty of it myself as well and uh you know but to be able to pass some stuff stuff off you know and accept the help it just lets you guys work so much more and i so mm. i think
1: you guys are doing it totally right oh, yeah. Thank you. yeah thank you i i yeah it's definitely is it's just like the perfect balance between what we're doing as a band and with his help and then just everyone else like all the other bands like associated with that time and just like in the scene like you guys and like you know, uh, Jeremy from Scotty Network, they've been a huge help for us, like, you know, using their platform to, like, just, like, push our name, and, like, it's just, like, a really cool, it's just, like, perfect timing, I think. Like, all these bands kind of popping up at once, and, like, kind of, or not even just popping up, but, like, everyone's kind of getting real serious about it, and, like, really about... Super
3: supportive. Yeah, Yeah, it's super super supportive.
1: It's, like, to me, like, when I got into like like
2: the into like, punk and like, the punk community, it's the definition of what the reason you got into it. It's there. And then this is like a weird thing coming from Philly because Philly, like a lot of times there is, you know, ego trips and oh, like, oh, we support this or we don't support this or whatever. Like with bad time and all the people affiliate with that, it's such a sense of like, what we're doing is rad. What our friends are doing is rad. Mm-hmm. Let's be rad together and let, let's let help everybody else out. and. Once you have that, it just it just starts snowballing, and everybody's just super stoked to help their friends out, and then also put out music and do stuff themselves. Yeah. That it just permeates through everything. It's just yeah. such a huge, huge sense of like friendship and community and support, without any ego, without any sort of like, ew, I don't listen to this or I don't like this. That I mean, like I've seen that over the years, and it's so refreshing to be a part of something where there's none of that. Everybody's just stoked.
3: Essentially, everybody's just
2: stoked to see what their friends are doing and help them out.
0: Right. It's amazing. See, if every city had this going on, because, you know, when you're touring around, you hit the cities, you can tell where they're helping each other out because that's what starts a scene. You know, if every city had a scene. All these bands would be touring and entering each other's scene and passing it back and forth. Mm-hmm. So basically, anybody out there, you got to listen to these guys. They know what it is. <laughs> you know, that's why I love being in Montreal and all this. And Montreal, Boston, New York, you know, now Philadelphia, there's all these great places to place God, but it takes people to make this shit happen. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. it, it's fucking awesome. So fucking hats to you guys. So uh, tell me, what's uh, what's the plan for the new
1: album? Uh so like I said, we were gonna be going to Japan uh in September and we had already booked flights to LA and uh we didn't we didn't get the Japan tickets yet, but so the the tour got canceled, but we still had tickets to LA. So we and there's this producer friend of ours, um, Davy Warsaw, who lives out in Long Long Beach and uh he he really wants to work with us and we really wanna work with him and we just were like Bucket, do you want to just keep those flights and just go out there for two weeks and do our second record? Um, We were already like kind of in the talks of of trying to record our second record at like the end of this year. So it it just kind of all fell into place. Um, And it kind of gave us a nice little deadline to like really start writing these songs and not get lazy. Um, So yeah, we're going to go out to Long Beach, record with him, new full length oh
3: yeah man
0: (laughs) i can't wait for that like i really you know hopefully the timing will be you know just perfect and not too close to when covid ends because i have a feeling that every band is going to launch an album the day the green light goes and every band's going to want to book that first day right
1: it's going to be kind of weird yeah it's it's just so weird without like a definite timeline on all this but like we just kind of feel like You know, two years after our inception, well, yeah, two and a half years after our inception of a band, put out this record like two years after our first record, and you know, just it, it just it'll just show like our progression as a band. Like, you know, we've grown a shit ton since we've recorded our first record, and like we've really found our sound, Um, and we've just been writing like crazy. We, you know, we have all these brand new songs uh it's just just, gonna be cool yeah (laughs) that's
2: awesome are you
0: gonna release it on vinyl like you did you did your uh, last album i saw you guys made it on vinyl which i'm really happy about you got to send me one of those by the way and um yeah like what 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 was your reason for doing the vinyl like do you guys
1: listen to a lot of vinyl and that kind of thing or well yeah. yeah i feel like like yeah we didn't even do CDs at all I, like we just did vinyl and digital that's the way to go like people want something to hold but they don't want a CD to hold they want the physical music to hold and like yeah that, that's like the bad time
2: the bad time way is like whatever mike releases whatever bad time releases is on vinyl um so when we were presented with this idea again right after he started the label of like hey he wants to put out our first record but the label's Their idea is to only put stuff out on vinyl, we're like, hey, that's fine by us because yes, we all have vinyl, we all have a vinyl collection, but also just in this day and age, like, everything is online. Everything, like, you can find everything anywhere, but, like, what people want to take away with them is a vinyl. So, it just made sense to us that, like, uh, uh, Mike is going to help us put out our first release on vinyl, but also, you know, all the streaming platforms, you can still get it, but, yeah. To take home something to take with you or have shipped to you at this point. Absolutely. I'm so
0: happy about it. Like I'm so happy because like not it's not a knock on CDs. I mean, I you know, there was a point where they're really handy in your car and stuff like that. But like this when it comes to vinyl, the weird thing is like I lived the crossfade when you'd barely sell any vinyl, sell a ton of CDs, then it slowly just kind of shifted the other way, right? But it's fun. I mean, people buy vinyls. They always want everybody to sign them. There's something to look at, something tangible, something they can trip out at at home, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's uh, amphetamines or weed. But, uh, you know, and they can get (laughs) into the album. Uh, Hey, I can't judge anybody, man. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Hey, listen, guys. I need to go get myself a drink, go load up the pipe and all this. I can't tell you what a pleasure it is. To, you know been able to hang out for real even if it was uh, you know this way it's what we can do for now but soon enough soon enough we're gonna do it and i'm gonna want to bust out of here real soon even if it's not for a show i'll probably just come knock on your door and uh you know we'll <laughs> yeah, do it or something absolutely <laughs> All right, do man, it. don't don't change guys love you big time thank see you so soon. much for having thank us
3: you. thank you out, see you guys <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Oh. K-Man don't know shit.